You're listening to the Our Town Reno podcast on KWNKLP 97.7 FM in Reno, Nevada. While the yearly point-in-time count establishes data for the locally unhoused, many avoid the process, preferring to live in the shadows, along the river, or in their car, and just try to survive without attracting attention, rather than going to a shelter or being counted as an unhoused person. That's why at Our Town Reno we find official numbers released by officials and repeated by media as unreliable. I'm your host, Nico Columbant, the coordinator of Our Town Reno, which includes this podcast. First a word from our sponsor, and then back to this week's episode of Living in the Shadows and Just Trying to Survive. We will first hear from Paul from an archive interview with Michelle Baker, and then from Kyle, who tries to protect himself and others while living on dangerous streets. Hello. We are the Reynolds Media Lab. Media Lab. Podcasts. Client services. Special projects. Documentaries. We are a production center at, at the, the Reynolds, Reynolds School of, of Journalism. Journalism. The Reynolds Media Lab. Media Lab. Media Lab. a place to live and could afford it that extra hundred two hundred dollars a month they can't afford and now we're we're out in the cold that's kind of how i ended up out here i let my temper get the best of me i'm my own worst enemy to be quite honest with you i i made my bed i'm sleeping in it it's no fun being homeless and that's why i'm here Paul, his girlfriend, and their dog since the summer. I see them staying overnight in their SUV in the parking lot across from my house. Something that happens every now and again when they can't afford a place to stay, moving daily from one street to the next, trying to stay out of sight. Recently, Paul's girlfriend and her dog moved in with a family member to avoid the cold nights sleeping in the car. Paul's battery died about a week ago leaving him stranded in a lot off a busy street in downtown Reno. This is Paul's story. Originally from San Diego. I've been up here for about 23 years. San Diego's expensive. Housing was affordable out here, and I made good money, so I decided to stay here. And uh, everything was going great. I made good money. I've always had a nice place to live, and uh, things fell apart. One, because of, I could say, not so much my drinking, but my PTSD. My PTSD came from something totally personal, and uh, it's tough to deal with. I'll say I, I, I'm an alcoholic. I don't, I don't consider alcohol my main problem or the reason why I'm on the streets. It is my main problem, but I don't think it's the reason why I'm on the streets. I'm not a mean drinker. I'm not a 
not a stumbling drunk. I just like my beer after work. Paul has been installing carpet for 32 years now. It's pretty much all I know. I've been doing it since I was 18. I'm 50, 50 years old now. And up until recently, Paul has had the same job with the same employer for, for 16, 16 years. years. At least 16 years. And me and my boss clash and with my PTSD, we butt heads all the time, so I always end up not working. And my counselors told me it's in my best interest not to work for him anymore because of our personality conflicts. And I'm working on getting back to work somewhere else. But the thing is, is I can't work out of my SUV doing floor covering with all my stuff in it because I can't haul material. So I'm kind of a, that, that's the catch right there. I'm, I, I, I'm stuck. I'm straight stuck. And that's why I'm not working right now. Paul knows that him and his boss had a rough relationship over the years and he can sympathize with other people in his position who know that losing your income for a week can mean that you lose your home, too. It can happen to anybody at any time. If you're living paycheck to paycheck and you lose a job and it takes two weeks for you to get another paycheck, if you start working immediately, it still takes two weeks. You're out on the streets for two weeks. There's a lot of people that I've met out here that don't deserve to be on the streets. Nevada's wiping out so many affordable housing places that I've seen people that I've known for years at the food line where I'm eating right now. And I've seen them there. They had their disability or their retirement checks and their checks aren't able to cover their rent anymore and now they're living in a tent and eating in a food line but paul has been in this position before and he has faith that he will overcome this obstacle yet again with plans to get a place so that him his girlfriend and their dog can be together i'm definitely gonna get back on my feet this ain't the end of the world it's a, a bump in the road unfortunately a lot of us are taking that bump in the road and it's knocking them way off track. I'm not going to let it knock me off track completely. I'm off track right now, but I'm going to get back on my feet, get back to work, do whatever it takes. If it's not floor covering, if I can't haul flooring in my SUV, I'll get a warehouse job and, like I said, use, use my money wisely. I don't do drugs, thank God. That's one one thing that does not take my money. I don't gamble. Just a, a little bump in the road. And uh, I got faith in God. And he's going to get me through this. We'll get back to our episode shortly, but first a word from two other podcasts in Reno you should subscribe to as well. 
do you like podcasts? Well, we have a podcast from you. This is Sean from Up in the Mix. This is Della Foto. Do you like to get into uh, random wormholes of conversation? Do you like to learn about the culture from sneakers to hip hop music to basketball? Then we have a podcast just for you. We have one called Up in the Mix. It is available on all streaming platforms from Spotify to Apple. Check us out, upinthemix.live on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Salud! Do you want to keep up on what's happening in the local art community? Double Scoop always has the scoop on that. Want to know which exhibitions, parties, and other art events are happening this weekend? Follow us on Instagram at DoubleScoopNevada and listen to KWNK 97.7 FM for our Short Scoop Art Events Roundup. If you're an artist and you're looking for places to show your work, we have lots of opportunities listed right now. To find them, visit doublescoop.art slash events and filter for Call for Artists. If you'd like to follow all of our art news and meet local artists, you can sign up for our email lists at doublescoop.art. In part two of this episode, we catch up with Kyle, who had been homeless for about a decade when we met him. He says at one point he went to live in a forest with pot growers after breaking up with a girlfriend. He avoids homeless shelters and prefers camping outside despite the many challenges, such as the lack of security. My name is Kyle, I'm from California. I was born in Fresno and raised all over California in Fresno, Pismo Beach, Grover Beach, Sacramento, and Northern California. Oh, cool. I love Fresno. Oh, on fire. Okay. <laughs> what are you doing in the streets of Reno right now? I was walking down the street and in an alley. This is going to be action packed, so brace yourself. A girl that I just saw today by happenstance, which is crazy. Uh, was getting attacked by this guy who was a known drug dealer, and he had an 8-inch knife on him, and he actually stabbed me in the face. Right here. See the scar? He stabbed me through my face, and it went into the roof of my mouth. It was like a fillet knife, like an 8-inch fillet knife. So he was on top of this girl in a dark alley as we walked by, and I grabbed him by the back turn and went to pull him off, and all I saw was him spin around and, like, palm me in the face, but it was a knife, and he ran away. But... Uh, so I went to the hospital, I walked two blocks to St. Mary's, which here in Reno is very convenient because they have very good hospitals that are located in, uh, you know, logical places. So I only had to walk two blocks calmly to go get stitched up. And then, um, so I wake up the next day, I'm still alive after the morphine and stuff, and I come down to the river to tell my story, and I'm down here telling everybody my story of um, of, of how of what went down last night, and this, this millionaire that that worked for NASA as a uh, computer mathematician, happened to be walking by and heard my story. His name was Lane, and he invited me to sushi right down here, which was delicious. He had like $40 worth of sushi, and he was like, well, I'm a millionaire. How can I reward you for your heroic deeds? No ego there. You know, it was just time and place. I had to do it, you know? I don't think of myself as a hero, just whatever. But, but he said, how can I reward you? And I said, well, how about a ticket to Burning Man? So he gave me a $420 ticket to Burning Man, which I very luckily got a ticket down at the um, thrift store that burners own and i made my way to burning man three years ago and so here i am i've been being normal for the past three years and my family my especially my mom and my grandma are like get a job go to college be a normal person pay your taxes and all this and i've been trying to do that for two and a half years and it's just i mean i pay my bills but i'm going crazy 
I feel like I'm stuck. I have like a little house in the foothills and I was working at a farm and I was paying my bills and stuff. But it's like that's all there is and it felt like just an endless loop of just like basically I lived in a cubicle and it was my own prison. There were no cool hippies around, just like redneck and Trump supporters and tweakers and stuff. And I grew 25 pot plants two years ago and I spent all year growing those damn things. And then the tweakers, two houses down, came and robbed my 25 beautiful seven foot tall pot plants. And then after that, my family was being hard on me, like, you have no money, you can't pay your rent. I'm, yeah, because I got robbed. I was going to grow the pot and sell it, you know, and this, this and that. But, um... So, um, what do you do? So now I hit the road. I, I do all kinds of stuff. What I, do you uh, mean? Uh, do you, like, make money? For money? Uh, well, I was working at a farm for the past, like, two years. Uh, this old couple, they were Trump supporters, which I'm very against. But the reason this old 90-year-old guy voted for Trump is because he plays golf, and they both play golf. So if that shows you anything about Trump supporters, I think that says a lot. They, you know, he plays golf, I play golf, I'll just vote for this guy because he's whitey and he plays golf. And even though I'm very against that, I work for this old couple because they can't take care of themselves. So I was trying to go out of my way to do good. They thought $10 an hour was a lot of money, which is not. I mean, you need like, but it was tax-free, which I like. So $10 an hour cash is the same as like 13 or 14 with taxes. And taxes pay for bombs. And I'm very against that. So and you, you mentioned that you've been homeless, right? I have been. Yeah. When for was years that? at a time. Uh, over the past 10 years, I've been homeless most of the time. I was homeless for five, six years straight. Why? Why did you find yourself in the streets? Now? I actually chose it. Okay, well, here's the, here's the true story. I was with a girl in Arcata, California for five years. Crazy bipolar girl. And I, I helped her with her alcoholism, got her to quit drinking and this and that. But we still broke up after five years. I went to the forest. <clears throat> I took some LSD with some cool hippies, and they had a trailer, and they said, hey, we're, we're taking this trailer over to um, Chico. Do you want to come with us? And they were all too high, because I took one hit, and they all took like three hits or something. And the ranger showed up, and they got all scared, and one guy ran away into the woods, and I went and got him. I was like, dude, it's just the ranger. He's just closing the gates, and you're not in trouble. Don't worry. I got them all. There was, so there was like seven hippies in this RV, and we took this RV three days over to Chico. And then when we got there, the lady who owned the RV turned around and went back the other way, and I was left in Chico where um, I met a guy who was a Buddhist monk, and his name was Dylan, which reminds me of Krillin from Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> and he had a shaved head, too. And uh, he told me that he was a Hare Krishna guy, you know, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. And I listened to him, and he told me, Krishna is going to come visit you in the form of an animal. And about two weeks later, when I was in Chico on the river, a little bluebird hopped up to me when I was eating ice cream and smoking a joint. This is a completely true story. I swear to you. It sounds crazy. You might think I'm lying, but I swear to you, this actually happened. I'm eating ice cream and smoking a show with some cool people in the park by the river, just like this, but a different river. And uh, this little bluebird hops out of the bush and starts eating the ice cream off my little sample spoon. And I raised that bluebird for three months, and I named that bird Krishna because it was a little baby bluebird. So the guy had told me, Krishna's going to visit you, but I'm not a Hare Krishna guy. You know, it seems a little superstitious. I mean, maybe it was coincidence, but then again, the universe works in very mysterious ways. Um, so, um, have you been, did you used to sleep in the streets or the homeless shelter? Have you slept at the homeless shelter? I've never shelter? been to a homeless shelter, so I stay by the river. <laughs> um, so I did sleep, I slept right up here on these, like, there's these cement curbs that come out, like, right by the side of the river. Yeah. Three years ago, I slept there for, like, five days, and the cops didn't bother me. They, they shine a light on me and said, what are you doing there? You need to move? I said, no, I'm right next to a river, and there's no marked signs for the city, and he had to call his boss, but they let me stay there. What were some of the challenges that you faced, like, when you are homeless? Coldness, weather, you know, if you, there was a room there to set up a tent, 
So, uh, what actually, the story I told about getting stabbed in the face, I had not slept for two days because I was sleeping by the river in my sleeping bag with no tent. There's not enough room for a tent on that ledge. And um, I got rained on and didn't sleep at all. And I, I'm an alcoholic. I try to manage to try to have self-control now. I've come a long way from what I was, but it used to have control over me. And I was really drunk on whiskey at the time. So I hadn't slept for two days. I got rained on that night, and I was so drunk that I was stumbling home when I got in that fight and got stabbed in the face. So the, I think the moral of that story is, and here's the lesson if anyone's going to listen to this, don't be an alcoholic because you will, you know, you're, you're not ready for a situation like that. If I wouldn't have been drunk and drinking whiskey all day long, I would have defended myself much better and not gotten stabbed in the face. I would have used my brain and, yeah. Have you tried that I have. I've tried LSD, mushrooms, DMT. Are you still doing them, or how did you overcome them? Well, actually, those ones helped me overcome the other stuff that's actually bad, like the alcohol. I actually think that weed, good weed, um, good LSD, not bad, and that's there's 10,000 different kinds. It's kind of a kind of a mixture there. Yeah. Mushrooms are natural, and they actually helped me and expanded my mind, just like like Steve Jobs. You know, Steve Jobs said you should take LSD. Basically, uh, I agree with that. And it's a spiritual thing. Um, there's a big problem as far as homelessness is concerned. Do you think, um, what would you like to advise like, the people who are responsible, the authorities? How should they deal with homelessness? You know, how should they help these people? You know? Yeah. Do you think they here's, can? Here's, here's my answer. Yeah. 90% of our tax dollars, what they get spent on is decided by rich, evil men who love war and pollution and slavery. And they use taxes as the foundation to pay for all their evil shit that they do. How do you feel when you hang around homeless persons? Actually, I feel free. And I like to help them get over their addictions. Because that's the only thing that's really hampering them from their freedom. Because I don't, I don't do any of those drugs. I've tried some stuff in the past. But I, for the past two years, I've been normal. I smoke weed. I drink beer. And um, when I come and live this lifestyle, I've never felt so free. Do you think you're a perfect example and people should follow people like you who hang out with the homeless persons, you know? Because um, I wouldn't say perfect. Have, have <laughs> I never call myself perfect. And, and they're saying that some people treat them harshly, you know, in the street. Yeah, and, yeah. What, what you I like think that is with? social hierarchy bullshit. Just like the system in India where they have the class system where the just because you're born poor makes you untouchable. They're determining people's personal value by the money system and that's just shallow average people that walk by in the street should not look down on the homeless because they don't know their story and if they were to put themselves in their shoes which no one ever does anymore but they should put themselves in their shoes they would realize that there are very good reasons like I was down in LA and they were making this documentary and they interviewed this guy on the street and he was a doctor who had lost his practice because his ex-wife like screwed him in the divorce and he's down there on the streets and this guy is like mending in the back alleys all these homeless people and, and being an awesome person so here's my last message don't don't perceive your own personal value based on this bullshit system that evil men have created for their own profit of money and banking don't spend your life what is the foundation of your life is it making money and paying your bills or is it spreading love and helping people get out there and live your life you only have one life for listening to this Our Town Reno podcast episode. Here we have stories about gentrification, life on the streets, 
the affordable housing crisis. Find us on Facebook at Art Town Reno, at arttownreno.com, and on Instagram at Biggest Little Streets. Check back in for next week's episode or delve into our archives and remember, help each other out. <laughs>